Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the 5-0 Show. The 5-0 Show is brought to you by Bonneville, and we thank them for this time each and every week. On behalf of Silent Witness and the community, we welcome you to this show. This show is designed to talk about things in community as they pertain to community and law enforcement. So if anyone has any information about an unsolved felony crime and you want to submit that information to make your community safer, please reach out to Silent Witness, 480-WITNESS or silentwitness.org. If your information leads to an arrest, you're going to remain completely anonymous and you could get cash. That's silentwitness.org. And thank you again, Bonneville, for this time. the older I get, it seems like the guests that come in, we've developed friendships and working relationships over the years, over the years, uh, and this guest is no different. Commander Julie Agia from the Phoenix Police Department, thanks for being here. Thank you, Jamie. It's good to be here. So you're actually a repeat guest, uh, and one of the things that uh, we want to talk about your career, uh, it's kind of a of a cool story to tell because you don't seem like somebody who ever said, I'm just going to promote for the sake of promoting. It seems like everywhere you've gone, you've promoted to help others, to serve those who serve, and to make things better. And so I want to talk about that in a moment. But one of the things that I most appreciate about you is, in addition to being unbelievably devoted for your to your family, you're, you're incredibly devoted to fitness, which I think has kept you uh, healthy and uh, really effective during the years as your career. Can you talk about the role that fitness has played in your life? I absolutely. Um, I actually ran track in high school and I was a hurdler sprinter. I went on to compete at the collegiate level. Uh, I was lucky enough to do that. I was a 400 meter hurdler and I will give my shout out to Sydney McLaughlin for um, kicking butt in the uh, 400 meter hurdles during the Olympics and breaking the world record. Um, but following college, I have continued to maintain a, a level of fitness, challenging myself. I've participated in the uh, police games, international world police fire games. And uh, as you, you age, some of your more fast twitch muscles don't work so great. So I switched over to the world of triathlon. And uh, I currently compete in triathlon. And then I've also done four marathons. Two of those were uh, the Boston Marathon. Not everybody... It operates at the level that you do. So a lot of days, Sundays is, is when our show is on, of course. Later on Sundays, I'm, I'm eating donuts, drinking coffee. <laughs> and I scroll through social media, and you usually post things like, hey, it's 8 a.m. I've already ro- ro- rode 29 miles on my bike. I've already swam 18 miles, run 107. Like, it is impressive the numbers you put out. Do you strive to make yourself better, or what is the key to training for a triathlon? Because I will never know. You know, it's everybody has their own personal goals, and I've always strived to be a better athlete. But currently, in um, my family life, I have two two amazing daughters, and they're both um, excelling in the soccer community. And in my opinion, it's their time to be the to be the athletes and to excel. So right now, I just do what I can to maintain my fitness. Um, usually I'm running when they're at practice. I'm running around the, the soccer fields and I don't have any current athletic events planned, but um, due to their soccer schedules. But I think instead of sitting there just watching them for an hour or two, I, I, I hope that I inspire them by continuing my own fitness level. 
so you're you're driven in your career. You've obviously promoted numerous times um, and done some really good things at the department. Clearly, you've excelled in the fitness arena. So all these things you've done by determination. Uh, and then you're on the sidelines watching your daughters out there. Is it hard to be on the sidelines? Are you naturally wired that you want to be in the game or you want to be coaching? Or is it easy to say, as you just mentioned, hey, it's their time and I'm just here to support them? Oh, it's definitely their time. Um, I'm there to support them. I I only hope that the experience that I've learned over the years from my athletic endeavors, I can help them be better than what I ever was and and help them move forward and go further than I ever did. And by the way, I have heard that both of your daughters are very talented at soccer. And, Thank and, you. And yeah, I've seen, I've had talked to other parents who are like, man, they're really good. <laughs> when we talk about the police world, you've had some uh, unique careers. Yeah, you've held some positions that I don't know if maybe you even saw coming. Can you walk us through a little bit about when you started on the department to kind of how you got here today? What was that like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started my career in the South Mountain Precinct back in 1996. I, I hit patrol and spent about six and a half years as a first responder in the South Mountain Precinct. And then I was kind of dabbling in different things, and uh, my now current husband was part of the gang unit, and I did a temp with the gang unit, and it, it fascinated me. Just every element of working in that world, um, not only with the individuals on the street, learning why people participate in gangs, what intrigues them, keeps them there, that lifestyle, all that, but also the prosecution side and the relationships we deal with and build outside the department. Um, to help these communities. Um, and then following that, I, I promoted to sergeant, and it, my career path actually didn't take the route that I thought it would because at the time I didn't have kids, and who knew, like when you have kids, your life changes <laughs> pretty drastically. It, it slightly does change. It us. does. Um, I really anticipated myself going on to more tactical positions in my career, but instead I ended up actually going to the um, PAB um, and then uh, as an admin sergeant for a couple of years, and then I, I I was asked to go over to the Professional Standards Bureau, which is internal affairs, which I, I had never envisioned myself, but it was a great move for my girls and my family. My husband is was, he's retired now, but he was a police officer living out the, the more, um, the hours were a little bit more crazy on his side. So I tried to keep mine more stable. And then from professional standards, I went over to Maryvale Precinct and uh, as a sergeant and worked for the community resource squad and supervised that, which for me, that was a phenomenal experience working with the community and uh, learning what they learn from the street level, living in the community, and then how we can what we can do on our end to actually truly help them in their neighborhoods. And, and I'm going to give a, a props here, not just mm-hmm. to you, but to the squad that you had. We got to work together when you were the mm-hmm. community action sergeant. Um, and your squad was doing, I think people hear community action officer and they think meetings, cookies. You guys were out engaged in the community, listening to the community, and then taking that actionable intelligence and working with patrol and the neighborhood enforcement teams and going out and moving those quality of life issues further down. You guys were doing some really cool stuff. You, It was a very good work environment then. You seemed very much in your element then. I, I absolutely loved the, the squad that I had. Um, I wish I could list all their all their names right now because they are the ones that made that team and the work that they did in the community. And you're absolutely right. They took the, the issues that were brought to them and 
back then we were having some manpower issues and whatnot, but they took those issues, drug houses, complaints, street racers, all of that, and they themselves went out and worked them. Um, they wrote the search warrants. They they went through search warrant training and they executed the search warrants, stuff like that. And it was awesome because they were able to go back to the community leaders and say, hey, we worked your complaint. We and this is what happened. So the, the follow through was great. And some of them are still out there and they're still doing phen- phenomenal work. And you're absolutely right. To each and every one of them, they would be so mad if you said their name. But they, what an amazing group! But mm-hmm. but you you were able to uh, really reinforce that team environment. And I know because I talked to them, I worked with them, and I got to work with you when you were over there. But then you decided at some point to promote, or how did, did how did that happen? Um, actually, somebody who is senior to me on the department outranked me. Um, strongly encouraged that I take the lieutenant's process. And uh, I was I was pretty hesitant because I was happy where I was at. But um, he really mentored me and pushed me into furthering my career. So I ended up promoting. And luckily, I promoted into the Maryville Precinct, where I stayed out there for two years as a third shift lieutenant. And again, just the officers, amazing work that they do. I, I was very blessed to to go into the Maryville Precinct and work with that group. Now, I, I got to say, I'm getting older, and you and I are both, our, our yesterdays on the department outnumber our tomorrows, but the older I get, the less able I find I am to have those rotating shifts, or if I work an evening, I feel it the next day. I just want to uh, just take a moment for everybody out there who, who is in public safety as a whole, and protect, particularly those who are working overnights, because when the show is airing, they're heading home to go see their mm-hmm. families. And more often than not, they'll stay up for a family event at great expense uh, for sleep. So for everyone who's out there serving um, and who pushes through and makes those hours work, uh, I, I just want to say thank you. And I encourage anyone in the community who sees them to say thank you, too, because and I say it all the time. When we are sleeping and we're home, they are out there keeping us safe. Uh, but you promoted from sergeant to lieutenant, and then you weren't stopping there. There was one more? Um, unbeknownst to me at the time, um, yes. I uh, After two years in patrol as a lieutenant, I transferred to the um, Community Relations Bureau and spent just over a year there. And, uh, and then I went and worked in the chief's office. And at the time, there was going to be a process for the commander, and I decided to take it. One of the things that people... Um, who are not in public safety may never know. So we say that police see people on what could be the worst day of their life. But most people never really get a chance to interact with police officers. You've worked with, served with, and served next to police officers your entire career with the City of Phoenix Police Department. Can you even begin to describe the amazing men and women who do this job each and every day, their character? What, What can you say about them? So the um, the officers and the detectives I work with, um, I mean, their integrity and their work ethic, it's truly amazing. Um, they come to work every day. They give it their all um, to serve the community and to make the community a safer place. Recently, Trish Knudsen was on the show. Trish had retired after she had gotten shot. Mm-hmm. And we talked about what caused us to stand in the line when her and I went to the academy. Seems unchanged. The men and women who do this job... Uh, they're they're doing so because they have a very strong set, so, sense of service. What caused you to want to do this job? What put you in that line? Um, the, the same thing. You you want to go out there and you want to help people. Um, we we do. I, I think a lot of people coming into the job don't realize 
um, what we're going to see. It's very eye-opening. But once we get engulfed into the, the lifestyle and the work ethic and all that, it's truly about helping people and realizing there's true victims out there that are helpless. And they reach out to us to try to resolve whatever issues they're dealing with on, on that day. Exactly. When you look back on your career, and I know you've still got years left of serving, when you look back, we always talk about service and honesty and integrity and loyalty. Did, did you have fun so far? Is this not a fun career? I've, I've absolutely loved my job. I wouldn't change a thing. Well, I think with you, I think that you loved every level. Everywhere you've gone, you've made it a fun place to be. I don't know if I've ever talked to you and had you say, eh, I, don't, I don't really like where I am. I, I've been blessed. I've been blessed by the people that um, I get to work with. Um, whether regardless of what position I've always held, the people that have been around me have always been amazing. And that's what made has made this job and this career for me um, incredible. Commander Julia Gia, thank you for being here, and thank you for being the servant leader that you are. If anyone is considering a career in law enforcement, we ask you to check out our website, phoenix.gov slash employment. Uh, we always talk about pay when we describe jobs to people, but we don't always talk about benefits. And the longer that I've been doing this, I think a lot of us, we really appreciate the benefits that come with such a rewarding career to include being able to help people, as you mentioned. So if anyone's interested in learning more about the Phoenix Police Department or law enforcement, please check out our website or call Employment Services at 602-262-6925. Until next week, thank you for listening and stay safe. You've been listening to 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.